But I forgot that. <clears throat> Thank God for our nursery workers and our kids' workers. Hallelujah. Megan and Rodney doing King's Kids this morning. Amen. Appreciate some new volunteers helping out in different things. So praise God for that. <clears throat> Amen. Romans chapter 8. So the last, you know, this whole year we've been talking about the supernatural. We've been looking at different things uh, concerning the supernatural. I am amazed. Man, everywhere I turn right now, I'm hearing people talk about the supernatural. Uh, every minister I'm listening to, they're talking about living in the supernatural and learning to walk in the supernatural. And, and uh, I just love when, when the flow just, you know, when you know you're, just, you, you're in the same flow as everybody else. That's pretty incredible. Uh, but, you know, this, so this whole year, uh, we've been talking about the supernatural. We've looked at different aspects of the supernatural, um, you know, about faith and our words and believing and, and um, you know, and trusting God. And, and then, so, so uh, the last couple of weeks, we've started talking about, we've, uh, I guess we started last week, but we started talking about the fact that we can hear God. One of the, one of the essentials that you're going to have to, to understand if you want to walk in the supernatural is you have to be able to hear the voice of the Lord. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, it, you cannot walk in the supernatural without being led by Him. And now, and, and, and I know that freaks people out because, you know, so many people have gotten off and got weird and, and, when you start talking about uh, when you start start talking about hearing God's voice, uh, man, people will people will label you a crazy person very quickly. Um, but what I so what I'm wanting to do is is in in these next few weeks is I'm wanting to take the weirdness out of that. And and you know we started last week with the simple last week we just started with the simple premise or the simple foundation. And we walked through, we saw, what, seven or eight scriptures throughout the Word that talks about that, that God speaks and we can hear Him. You know, so, so one of the first things that we learn, one of the first things you have to learn and you have to understand is this, and you have to have an awareness of this, is that you can hear from God. You know, the, the problem is more people, most people put it uh, more of an emphasis on the fact that they can't hear from God Instead of the fact that they can, you, when you start talking to people, especially people in in uh, maybe churches not like this one, but but in denominational churches and things like that, you'll hear people say real quickly, "Oh, well, you can't. God doesn't speak today. God, you know, the, He gave His Bible, and once once the Bible is complete, you know, God doesn't speak. If you want to hear from God, you know, you got to go to the to the Word, and the Word will, you know, that's the only way God speaks today. Well, I, I do agree that God speaks through His Word. And he, he speaks, very, you know, and, and a lot of the times, I mean, a lot of the times we, you know, we hear God through his word. And so that is a true statement. But that is not the only way he speaks today. You know, and, and there's many, many different ways that God speaks. So when I talk about hearing the voice of God, I, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll preface it with this, I said this last week too, very few people probably ever hear the audible voice of God. Like coming from the outside, coming from you know, like in, you realize the first time, the first time that Jesus ever heard uh, that we have record of anyway, that Jesus heard the voice of God. It was an audible voice. Is Mark chapter one uh, was one of the instances in other other gospels too. But it's when he was baptized, right? He was baptized, 
And, and Tash, can you pull me down just a shade? I'm echoing, getting some feedback. Um, but uh, but the uh, was when he was baptized, and and the Bible says that when he come up out of the water, that he that that the Father God spoke from heaven, and he said, "This is my beloved Son; in Him I am well pleased." So the very first thing that Jesus heard, the very first thing that Jesus heard his Father say, was not, you know, well, man, I sure hope you do good, you know, I sure hope you got this, but it was when when God spoke over him. He spoke over him as if he had already accomplished what God had sent him to do. God's comment, what Jesus heard his father say is, this is my beloved son, I am well pleased in him. At that moment, now at that moment in Jesus' life, he had, not, he had not done one miracle. He had not performed a miracle. He had not, he had not you know, declared declared that he was the Son of God or he hadn't, he hadn't done anything. At that moment, all he had done was went down and got baptized. And when he come out of the water, he heard his father say, this is my beloved son, in him I am well pleased. So it set Jesus on a course to where, because the very next thing that happened, the Bible says that the Spirit led him into the wilderness for 40 days of fasting and prayer. So, so during that 40 days, Jesus was able, one of the things that kept him anchored and, kept, and the, one of the reasons he was able to, to go through that 40-day fast and then, and, then G, and then Satan came at the end of that and tempted him and threw everything he had at him. One of the reasons Jesus was able to, to get through that temptation in that time was because he had the voice of his father saying that he was, he was his beloved son and that his father was well pleased in him. So when things got tough, Jesus was able to think, but my father, I'm his beloved son. He loves me, and, and he is well pleased in what I'm doing. So see, the voice of God will stabilize you in your life. When you hear, and, and I'm, talking about, I'm talking about the voice when you hear him speak out of his word, when you hear him speak with those still small, that still small voice on the inside, you hear him speak through other people to you. you I mean, listen, there, there's probably more ways than we can count that God, will, that God can get His voice through to us. There's multiple ways. So when, I, so when we're talking about hearing the voice of God, don't limit it to simply just hearing, you know, having to hear God say out of heaven, you know, you're my beloved son. Chances are you're not going to hear that. <laughs> and I'm not going to hear that. Right? I mean, how many of you have ever heard the audible voice of God? Anybody in here? I mean, you know, so I mean, you know, some people have heard the audible voice. I mean, and, and the Lord spoke to me so loudly and so clearly at times, I could have swore it was audible. But more than likely, the majority of people, we hear the voice on the inside of us. We hear him through other other ways. So don't don't think, well, I've never heard God speak to me like I'm speaking to you now. Does that make sense? Because so many times we we automatically turn it off and say, well, well, I can't hear God speak because I'm, you know, I'm 60 years old and I've never heard God, I've never heard the voice of God. I almost guarantee you, you've heard the voice plenty. You just hadn't been aware that it's His voice. And so we're going to show you some scripture. We're going to walk through this, and I'm, I'm hoping by the next, by the end of the next couple of weeks, hopefully by the end of the day, even you will understand that God has been speaking to you, that God is speaking to you, and He will continue to speak to you. The question is, are we aware of what God is doing, of how God is speaking, and are we willing to hear Him? 
you realize that if you if you have the attitude, if you have the if you if you think and you put the emphasis on I can't hear from God, I never hear from God, I never have and I never will, then chances are you never will. Because you're not going to be you're not going to be looking, you're not going to be listening. You're you know you're going to just throw it just just roll it off as well. That's just a coincidence that that happened. You see, one of the things we have to do is is in, with anything with God is that we have to be quick to give credit to Him, quick to give praise to Him. You know, now some people will think you're silly, but but you know you're going shopping and. And you pray, you pray, you pray, and ask the Lord for a good parking spot. And you, man, you pull in the parking lot, and there's one at the, the very front. You park in there. Amen. Well, guess what? That's just not a coincidence. Stop right there and say, Lord, thank you that you heard my prayer. Thank you that you heard me. Thank you that thank you that you know that you gave me this front parking space. And then you say, well, what happens if if you don't get a front parking space and you got to park all the way in the back of the parking lot? Well, you know what? You park your car in the back of the parking lot and you get out and you say, Lord, thank you that I can walk today. Thank you that you gave me legs and feet. And I may not have got a front parking place, but man, I, I, you've given me health so I, so I can walk, walk to this store. You see, that then because some people, some people would take that and say, well, I prayed God didn't give me that parking place, so God don't hear my prayers. And you see what the difference is? All of a sudden you limit yourself by saying God doesn't hear your prayers, so you lose confidence in, in praying. And before you know it, when you lose confidence in praying, before you know it, you'll stop praying. And you won't even be praying anymore. Because now you've lost confidence because you've said that God doesn't answer your prayers. It's the same thing with hearing His voice. When, when you pray and ask for direction, you pray and ask for God to speak to you about certain situations or in certain situations or circumstances. And if, you, if you're always saying... I never hear God. God never speaks to me. I wish God would say something. I wish He would speak. I wish I, wish I could hear Him. Then what you're, what you're doing is you're setting yourself up for failure. So what we have to start doing is renewing our mind. We looked at those Scriptures last week. We looked at uh, four or five Scriptures in John. John 10, 1 through 10, verse 16, 27 through 30. We looked at John 16. We looked at John 14. And all of these Scriptures... I mean, in a nutshell, they basically all say, my, you know, my sheep hear my voice. And the voice of a stranger they will not follow. So we saw time and time again how that, how that um, you know, that throughout the Word, we see that the Word talks about we can hear the voice of our Father. And we should be hearing the voice of our Father. And then we saw in, in uh, Jeremiah... Actually, hold your place here in Romans. Let's turn back to Jeremiah just a second. And uh, Jeremiah 29. This is very familiar, but as I was going back over my notes, I just, uh, this morning, I, I just saw this scripture and it just jumped off the page at me again. And I just want to mention this because... Um, <clears throat> Jeremiah 29, verse 11. Jeremiah 29, 11... It says this, for I, this is the, the Father speaking through the prophet Jeremiah. He says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then shall you call upon me, and you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you, and you shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all of your heart. So one of the first keys, and we, we saw this scripture last week, 
But one of the first keys to hearing God is the realization that you've got, you've got to be all in. You know, it's not something that you, that you try. It's not something that you just say, well, I'll, I'll, let's just see if I can hear God today. No, he said when you seek and when you seek Him with your whole heart, then you will hear from Him. Uh, put that scripture, Jeremiah 29, 13, put that up in the message. And I love this translation of the message here. The message says this. It says, when you come looking for me, you'll find me. Yes, when you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else. You see, with hearing the voice of God and, and walking in the supernatural and, and just and pressing into God, you, ha- you have to be all in. There's no, there's no halfway. You know, there's none of this, well, you know, well, I, I'll, I'll, I'll do this a little bit and I'll do that a little bit. If you're serious about it, when you get serious about it, you'll find Him. And you'll hear from Him. Amen. And that's, that's important. Alright, so let's turn back to Romans chapter 8. And let's, we'll just read a couple of verses here. Now last week we read, uh, because we, we, we were looking at, uh, here in Romans chapter 8, the difference between the flesh and the spirit again, and how that, um, you know, that we have to understand that the, where you hear God at and, and how God speaks to you most, most of the time is going to be in the spiritual realm. It's going, to be, it's going to be in the spirit realm. Why is that? Well, last week we looked at that is the difference between the flesh and the, and, the, and the spirit. But you have to remember, God is a spirit being. He created us in His image. You and I are first and foremost spirit beings. We're more spirit than we are anything. Our spirit man will live forever. This flesh one day is going to be laid down, and even if Jesus comes back to get us, this flesh is still going to be, we're going to trade this flesh and blood body in for a heavenly body. So, you know, but our spirit, guess what? Our spirit man will live forever. It's, it's the most alive part of us. So, so God is a spirit, and we are a spirit. So, of course, if he's going to communicate to us, it's going to be through our spirit. Because that's the part of us that's recreated. That's the part of us that's new. That's the part of us where he, he moved in and, and he, he lives in our spirit. So let's, let's just skip down to verse... Uh, we won't go back through the first 10 or 12 verses there. We looked at that last week. But let's skip down to verse 14. <clears throat> and we'll see this. He says, for as, many as are, for, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage, again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Then verse 16, the spirit, now the King James says itself, but it really should be himself because the Holy Spirit's not a it, he's a he. Amen? So the spirit himself bears witness, where does it bear witness with? With our spirit, that we are the children of God. So right there it tells us, that the Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. So one of, the, one of the first and one of the major ways that God leads us is through that inward witness. Is through the inward witness. Now what do we mean by the inward witness? When we, when we start talking about the inward witness, um, it's, we have to understand that it's our spirit man that's in communication with God. And, and here, I mean, it's very clearly, here he says that the, that the Spirit will bear witness 
with our spirit. So it's that inner witness that that will that um, that he communicates to us through mostly. Let me let me give you a, a good example of this in the in the natural. Um, you know, and, and probably we 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 all have stories that um, we probably hopefully hopefully the tide is turning on this. But most people have more stories about missing God than they do about following God. You know, and one of the classic stories I tell is when Stacy and I were first dating, uh, she, was, she was a student at Liberty University and I was living in Boone. And we were going to, I think it was Thanksgiving or something, and we were, I was going to uh, spend Thanksgiving with her family. And, um, and so, so we were going to meet. Uh, she was, she was going to be coming down, uh, what was that, I, uh, 81 or something like that, I think, or I can't remember what intersect it was now, coming from Virginia down toward uh, Johnson City. And I was going to meet her like at one of the rest stops there on the interstate. And then I was going to follow her on home and, and on down into Knoxville. It's when they, her mom and dad lived in Knoxville. And uh, <clears throat> so, so uh, I was all excited because I was getting to see Stacy, you know. And, and so I left earlier than I was going to just because I thought, well, she may, she may be early, which I knew better than that. But I thought, you know, I'm going to get there early anyway, just in case. Might be a miracle. So, yeah, and, and it was before cell phones. So, yeah, I mean, that, that dates us, I know. But uh, but it was before cell phones, so so I I you know I I was at work and I got off work early and and I I had I had my flowers I was going to give her and and you know so I, I head off and and I, I get over there to the place we had we had talked about we were going to meet and uh, and actually before actually before I left work this it started before I left work before I left work I just heard I, I just just had an urge had a sense in my spirit call Stacy. And, or, and and no, I, well, I said call. I call. I said you know just something in me said call Stacy. So so I was like, well, you know, I was like, she's getting ready, and if I call her, we'll talk for 20 minutes, and that'll make her even later. And you know, I said I'll just meet her up there where we where we talked about meeting. So I didn't call her. So we're so we're you know so I get to the place we were going to meet, and uh, and I was there about 20 30 minutes early, you know, and I'm just sitting there just waiting, and and uh, and while I'm sitting there, all of a sudden I get another prompting. Just something, and I, I didn't hear a voice. It just, just a, just a knowing come up in my spirit. And it, this time it said, "Call her, call Stacy's parents." And I thought, well, if I call her parents, I'm going to get them worried, and you know, and, and I don't want to do that. And I, you know, I was like, it'll be okay, it'll be okay. So the time came that we were supposed to meet, and she and Stacy wasn't there. Well, five, ten, fifteen, twenty minutes passed. <clears throat> so about fifteen, twenty minutes passed, and I'm thinking. Well, maybe maybe she got confused. Maybe she's at the, at the next place, the next exit or something. So I get in my car and and I drive to the next exit. Well, no, she's nowhere there. And I so I turn around and drive up to the exit before that. She's not there. And all the while I'm hearing call Stacy, call or call Stacy's parents. And I just keep overriding. I keep thinking, well, I don't want to bother them. I don't want to worry them. They'll just they'll be worried about it. So I thought, well, was evidently I just missed her. So I'll just drive on down to Knoxville and drive to her mom and dad's house and. And uh, and you know she'll be there and and everything will be fine. So I get so I drive on down to Knoxville, down to Maryville where they live, and uh, and when I pull in her driveway, I'm expecting to see her little white car there, and I pull in her driveway and her white car is not there. And I was like, oh no. So so I knock on the door and and her dad answers the door and he's kind of surprised to see me. He said he said did you he said did you not call Stacy or did you not get in touch with Stacy? And I was like, no, why? 
And he said, well, her car broke down, and she was going to have you come pick her up and just bring her down here, and, we, and you know, we'd get her car fixed later. And I was like, all this, you know, it was like one of those duh moments. I was like, ugh, I can't believe this. So, so and by, by this time, it was probably like 8 or 9 o'clock at night or 7 or 8 o'clock at night. So, so instead of getting to see Stacy that night, I got to spend the night with her mom and dad without Stacy. And early the next morning, I, had, I, you know, I got in the car with her dad and drove all the way back up to Lynchburg to go get her and then drove all the way back home. Wasted like a whole day that I could have spent with her. And it was simply because I had the promptings. You know, I had the, I had the, inner, the inner knowing that I, that I needed to do something, but I kept overriding it thinking, thinking oh, well, that'll, just, that'll worry them or that'll make her late. Or I, I kept putting it off. Now, granted, at the time, I was still, I was still a good... Baptist boy and didn't really know nothing about the Holy Spirit or being, you know, hearing his voice or anything like that. But looking back on it now, I, I know that was the Holy Spirit talking to me. You see, because the Bible says, we, we've seen these scriptures in John, the Bible tells us that, that He is our helper. He'll show us things to come. You know, He wants to help us. He wants us to succeed. He wants to see the, 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 he wants to see the, the desires of our heart. He wants to see them come to pass as much as we do. But guess what? You have to listen. And you have to, you have to obey that prompting. And so I didn't. And because of that, it, you know, it, it wasted a whole day of a weekend that I was thinking I'd get to spend three or four days. Now it was only two or three days. Because of that, we see, and 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 you might, and people might say, oh, well, that's just silly. That's, you know, uh, you know, you just, you, you know, that's just that that was just, you know, coincidence or something like that. No, that was the Holy Spirit just trying to trying to help me out in a situation. And if I had listened, then guess what? If I had called her because her car broke down like an hour before she was going to leave, she was going to the store or something, and her car broke down before she actually even packed her car to leave. So, so before I left work, if I had called her, then that was right around the time that, that her car, you know, that she would have found out that her car had broke down. And I, and I could have just driven up there instead of driving all the way to, to her mom and dad's house. You know, so it's not a coincidence. It's not, um, you know, it's not, it's not just, just, well, that's just random, uh, random thing. No, that was the Holy Spirit. And now I know that, you know. And we still, we still hear. But listen, one of the... One of, the, uh, one of the biggest hindrances to hearing from God is busyness of our heart. Now, there's a difference between uh, what I'm talking about. There's a difference between being busy on the outside and being busy in our heart. Uh, I love this little cartoon. Uh, Tashmir, could you put that picture up I've got up there? I think I've got it loaded ready. I love this little cartoon here. And this is, I don't know if you can read that or not, I'll read it to you. Uh, the scripture underneath says, My sheep listen to my voice, I know them, and they follow me. That's John 10, 27. We looked at that scripture last week. But here, here we have this, this, uh, this cat, we'll, we'll call him a cat, I don't know if he's a rabbit or a cat, I don't know what he is. A sheep, I guess, yeah, I guess he's a sheep. The, shepherd, the shepherd's over here, I guess it is a sheep. My sheep hear my voice, I don't know, I don't know why I thought that. Duh. Uh, <laughs> you see, sometimes I'm a little slow, okay? I'm sorry. Y'all just witnessed that. So over here, you, you have the shepherd in the background calling, you know, yelling, Hey, sheep, where are you? You know, And here you have the sheep 
Now notice, notice what's laying on the ground there. It's, a, it's his Bible closed with a bunch of other stuff laying on top of it. Notice he's got headphones on, blaring music. He's got another radio behind him blaring music. He's got his laptop on. He's got his, computer, or his TV on. He's got another book in his hand. He's got his sunglasses on. And, and, then, and then he asked the question, the bubble there. He says, I wonder why I don't hear from the shepherd anymore. And, you know, now the scripture we read in Jeremiah, he said what? He said, he said, when you get serious about finding me, that's when you'll find me. When, 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 it's a, when, when, it, when you're more serious about finding God than anything else, you know what you'll do when you get serious about finding God? You'll take your headphones off, you'll turn the TV off, you'll shut your computer. Right? You know, you'll, you'll, you'll start listening, you'll start... Instead of just saying, well, I wonder why I can't hear from the shepherd anymore. You'll start saying, no, I hear the shepherd's voice. When he calls, I'll listen. I'll, I'll hear his voice when he calls me. And then you know what? If, if, if this sheep had done that, if this sheep takes the next step and puts all that stuff down, then he'll hear the shepherd calling him. But when you get so busy in your heart, you see, the, the example I gave you, the example I gave you about myself... What was happening? I was so busy in my heart looking forward to, to seeing Stacy and thinking about when I saw her and thinking about the weekend we had planned. And, and, and I, was, I, had, I had so many other thoughts going on that I, that, I wouldn't, that I wouldn't allow room for God to speak to me. Now, you can have a lot of stuff happen in exterior. You know, you could be in a, uh, the cr a crazy place. We, we in the foundations this morning, uh, Heidi Baker... We watched that video from Heidi Baker, and she was talking about how that uh, there was a riot in front of her place there, and, and it was just all chaos was breaking out, and and you know she had to run right in the middle of it, and and just but but even while she was running right in the middle of it, she still heard the voice of God speaking to her, telling her what to do. So even in the midst of of a fight, a riot, you know, with machine guns going off and people throwing fists and throwing rocks and and just a, a full blown riot. She could still hear the voice of God. Why? Because her heart wasn't too busy to hear Him. It had a lot going on out here, but in here there was peace. Now, turn with me to Proverbs chapter 4, and just let me show you this scripture, because this, to me, this, I, I love this scripture, and it's very, I mean, it's a very important scripture for me, and I, I try to, um, you know, think of this scripture a lot, because, because it is... Um, I mean, it's just, it's just an important scripture. You'll see why. About hearing, hearing the voice and, and, and keeping peace in our hearts. Because one, one of the things, you know, one of the things we talk about, about hearing God's voice, is you've got you to gotta want to hear it. You've got to be willing to hear His voice. You've got you to put, put everything else aside and, and, and search for Him and listen for Him above everything else. But another thing, the, the second thing, and I, I don't know that I've necessarily numbered these, but, but another thing that, 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 we, that we'll look at here is this, is that you have to learn how to quieten down your heart to hear from God. Because if you have a lot going on on the inside here, you're going to have a hard time hearing. If you're anxious, if you're worried, if you're, uh, you know, if you're full, of, full of dread if you're full of, of all, the, all this worldly stuff that's going on around you, if all of that is on the inside of you, then you're going to have a hard time hearing. 
you know, we have to learn how to, how to kind of get away from that stuff. And how do we do that? Well, look here in Proverbs chapter 4 that Solomon wrote this. He, he said this in verse 23. He said, keep your heart, Proverbs 4, 23, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. The Amplified says it this way, keep, keep and guard your heart with all diligence and above all that you guard. For out of it flow the springs of life. A couple other translations, just listen to this. The New Living Translation says, Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. The Good News Translation says, Guard your heart more than anything else, because the source of your life uh, flow from it. And the, the uh, today's English version says, Be careful how you think. Your life is shaped by your thoughts. So listen, what he's saying is this. Above everything else, guard your heart. Why? Because it's out of your heart. Now, what, he's not talking about your, the physical organ in your body that pumps blood. What he's talking about is he's talking about your spirit man, the real you. He says, above everything else, guard what you put in here. Why? Because it's what you put in here that, that will determine how much you hear him. You know, it's what you put in your heart that will determine how much, how, you know, how much you allow the Spirit of God to speak to you in these situations. Because the more crowded your heart is, the less you're going to have room for Him. But the good news is, it's just like Jeremiah and all these other scriptures we've been looking at, you can choose to, to put that stuff down and make room for the, for the Spirit of God to speak to you and, and, and make room so that every time he even clears his throat, you're like, yes, sir. You know, it doesn't take him yelling and screaming at you to, to hear from him. Now, Brother Hagen, you know, probably, um, I probably learned more, more of this from him than, from, than anybody else when I started going to Rama and, and uh, listening to Brother Hagen teach and following him. But he tells the story in 1959 about how that Jesus came in a vision and came in his room and, and opened the door and, sh and shut the door behind him and sat down in a chair beside his bed and talked, talked to Brother Hagin for an hour and a half. And um, among other things, he talked to him about that in that visitation. Brother Hagin had like seven or eight visitations from Jesus himself. And, uh, but in that particular one, he talked to him a lot about uh, the office of a prophet and what and what that looked like and what that meant and stuff. But but a couple of things that he talked to him about was about being led by the Spirit of God. And the example that he gave Brother Hagin and how he taught Brother Hagin was this. And and it, it's real similar to the story that I had about that time that you know about Stacy about not listening to God. But uh, so Brother Hagin tells this story about you know Jesus comes down comes down and sits down beside him and and is having this conversation with him and he said. Um, Brother Hagin said, well, you remember that, uh, he said, you remember when you were at this conference this past year or this past couple months ago or whatever, so-and-so asked you to come preach at his church. And Brother Hagin says, well, yeah. He said, he said he did. And he said, he said as a matter of fact, the last couple of days, he said, I've been, I've been trying to write him a note to tell him that I, that I accepted his invitation and I was going to come to his church. And he says, but, uh, but, and he's, Jesus was, you know, talking with him, he said, but he said, but he said, every time you sat down to write the note, 
He says, you couldn't finish it, could you? And Brother Hagin said, well, no, I couldn't. He said, I'd write it out. And he, said, he said, for some reason, he said, I would just tear it out of my notebook and throw it in the trash can. And he said, the next day I would think, well, I need to write that note to tell him that I'm going to accept that invitation. And, and he said that happened for three days, and, and then this was the next day. And, and Jesus told him, he said, now, he said, now, he said, now, Kenneth, he said, I'm never going to lead you this way again. He said, I, he said, from this point forward, I'm going to lead you like I lead everybody else. And he said, the main way is by that inward witness. He says, but he said, what you were experiencing with that was the inward witness. He said, I don't want you to go to that church. And he said, what you were experiencing in that, every time you tried to write that letter, there was just something on the inside of you saying, man, I just, you know, I just don't know whether I should do that or not. So you would tear that, you would wad that note up and throw it away. And he said that, he said that was the Holy Spirit inside you telling you not to go to that church. And he said, now you also remember about six months ago, the Lord's still having this conversation with Brother Hagin. He said about six months ago, you, you were at this conference and, and he said, Pastor so-and-so come up to you and, and ask you to come to his church. And Brother Hagin said, well, I remember that. And he said, he, said, he said, just about everybody at that conference asked me to come to their church. And he said, but I remember specifically this guy because he came up to me and he said, you know, well, Brother Hagin, do you come to small churches? And, and Brother Hagin said, I told him that, he said, I told him I'll go wherever the Lord sends me. You know? and, and he says, well, if, if the Lord ever tells you to come, I would love to have you come to my church. And Brother Hagin said, so I just, I just kind of filed that in the back, in the back of my mind like I did all the other invitations and didn't really think nothing else about it. He said, but he said, you know, for the last couple of weeks, he said, that pastor's been coming up in my, up in my spirit. And he said, he said, I keep thinking about him. And, uh, and, and Jesus asked him, he, says, well, what he, he said, when you think about him and his church, he said, what's going on on the inside of you? Brother Hagin said, he said, he said, it just seems like he's a good friend or something. He said, said, it just seems right. And he said, it seems like I should, I should go to his church, you know. And he said, but I'm thinking, he says, but, you know, Brother Hagin's telling this story after. He says, but I'm sitting here thinking every time I think of it, he said, I'm sitting here thinking, well, that, he did say it's a small church, so they only had 40 or 50 people, adults, and uh, 70, 70 people max, you know, that's with kids and everybody. And he says, you know, and I've got bills, and I've, I've got to, you know, and he says, so, he said, so I hate, he said, I hated to even admit that. He said, but, you know, I've got to think about paying my bills and stuff. And, but, but the Lord Jesus told him, he said, so every time you think of that, he said, you get that warm, velvety feeling inside, right? And Brother Hagin said, well, yeah, that's right. And, and the Lord Jesus told him, he says, he says, well, that's me confirming to you that I want you to go to his church. And so Brother Hagin said, okay. And, you know, and, and now, now Jesus told him, he said, I'm not going to lead you like this again. And Brother Hagin said he never did. You know, he never showed, showed up to him in a vision and told him what to do or where to go. That was the only time that ever happened. But, but the Lord was telling him and showing him the difference between, between being led by the Spirit, how the Holy Spirit's speaking and leading. And, and I could ask a show of hands, and probably every one of us would raise our hands. And, and, and let me ask you this question. How many of you have ever been faced with a, 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 a decision to make and you know, and you've got that you've got that feeling in your gut, like, man, I just don't really know whether I should do this or not. And but you go ahead and do it, and then and then after you do it, it turns out horrible. And then you think back, and you're thinking, well, man, I, I, you know, I had that feeling like I shouldn't have done this. I had that feeling all the time. I don't know why I did it. Well, guess what? You heard the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit was trying to tell you not to do that. And the same way can be said 
a lot of times, you know, you, you, you're faced with a choice and you have to make this choice or that choice and one of them just seems right and one of them just seems wrong and you make the right choice and it works out great and then you're just thinking, man, I got lucky in that one. Well, no, guess what? You heard, you heard God speak saying, go this way, do this. Amen. You see, that's how simple. And you might think, oh, well, that's, that's too simple. That's just, you know, that's just me making a, the right choice and me getting wisdom about something and, and making the right choice. But, you know, but here's, here's one of the things. Brother Hagin always said this, and, and I've heard other people say it too. But, but Brother Hagin said this, that he said that, that being led by the Spirit is just as supernatural as having a visitation. It's just as supernatural. And the problem is, most people are looking, they're, they're, they've got their minds so set on the spectacular that they miss the supernatural right in front of them. Because they're waiting for God to, to boom out of heaven, make this choice, go this way, don't do that. While all the while on the inside, they're, they're sensing, I need to do this or I don't need to do that. And God is answering their prayer the whole time, but they're looking for the spectacular and they're missing what God is wanting, what God, how God is trying to lead them right then. Does that make sense? And probably every one of us, I could, I could tell you story after story. And like I said, hopefully I'm, I'm, I'm praying that, 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 my, that my right choices are outweighing my wrong choice, or my, the, the times I've missed God by now because I've been in this long enough. But for a long time, I had a whole lot more stories about how I missed God than how I got it right. But now I can tell you a whole lot of stories about how I got it right. I'll just give you one. I mean, in this, this church building, man, this, I mean, I can tell you story after story about this church. But I'm sitting in my office one day, and uh, just out of the blue, we, you know, we, we entered into a lease purchase with this building when we got in it in 2003, and end of 2003, and we had a contract for a certain amount of years. And, and then after that, after that certain amount of years, I talked to the landlord, and and, uh, or the people we were renting it for, or buying it from, we were in a lease purchase agreement with them. And, uh, and. You didn't tell them the amount. God worked that out. We paid 1000 a month for like 10 years. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you the whole story. I'll, I'll try and condense it. But, <laughs> but, uh, so we, so, you know, I'll have to back up and tell you, tell you a little bit more. So we, when we started the church, we were looking for a place to meet. We, you know, Stacy and I had went to the church we were come out of in, Tennessee had taken an old warehouse and converted it into a church. So, so you know, a lot of times when you, when you look at a warehouse, you wouldn't think about necessarily a church being in it. But we had been part of a church that had done that, so, so that didn't scare me seeing a big metal building out there. You know, now churches are in metal buildings all over the place. Back then they didn't really do that as much. But uh, uh, so anyway, so we were looking for a place. Well, this, this was Circle Bearing uh, Machine Shop. They was, was still in operation. We moved here, and, and we lived in Lancaster for the first year, and I drove by this building every day. And, and every time I'd drive by here, I'd, I'd look over here for some reason. I didn't know why at the time. But now, fast forward a couple years, uh, I realized that, you know, or now especially after we got it, I realized it, but, but fast forward a couple years, you know, now the, the building goes out of, the company goes out of business, and they have this auction in here, and, and we, we have just started Destiny, still meeting in our home or in, a, in another building uh, at a, another place, another member that had a building out behind his house, and we were meeting in it at the time. 
But they were having this, uh, this auction in here, getting rid of all this equipment that was in here. So I just stopped by because, I mean, I like tools and gadgets and stuff, and I'd never been to one of those big auctions, and I'd seen it in the paper and stuff. And, and, plus, and plus, I had known I'd always kind of had my eye on this building. So, so I step in here. They're having this auction, and people are registering. And I walk in that back door back there on the, the, the very front door over there, and when my foot hits the cement, I mean, I step in and my foot hits the cement, I heard, that was one of the times that if, if, if I had said I'd ever heard of audible voice, that would probably be it. I mean, because the, the, voice, the, the voice I heard was so loud, I could have swore somebody was standing right beside me saying it. But my foot hits the cement floor in there. When I step foot in this building, I heard on the inside of me just so loud, I heard, I heard him say, welcome home. And I thought, welcome home. I was like, this is an old nasty machine shop, you know, and I mean, tons of people in here, all this equipment in here. Fast forward, long story. I started walking around in here and the Lord started showing me things. They put a for sale sign up. I call and, and ask her about it. She's like, no, we're not interested. She said, she said, it's been a machine shop, always will be. A few months later, six months later, I call back because the building, the grass has grown up and you could tell nobody had been in it. And the Lord just told me, I drove by it one day and we were still looking for a building. And the Lord told me, he said, call them back. So I thought, okay. So I called her back and I, I said, well, I'm, are you still, you know, still not interested in, in renting it? And she said, well, let's meet. So we met and this place was nasty. I mean, you can ask Stephen and Penny and uh, some others that was with us. I mean, Penny, Penny will still tell you to this day she thought I'd lost my mind when we come in here and said we was going to have a church in here, you know, and, uh, uh, because it was just so nasty and so dirty. And so, so anyway, she, so we met, we met with the, land, or the, with the owners of the building and she just said, she said, make us an offer and we'll see what we can do. So we come in, we, we thought, well, we'll come in real low because they're going to be high and then we'll meet somewhere in the middle. So and we only had <clears throat> yeah, we only had like 20, 30 people. I mean, it wasn't, we weren't very big at the time at all, probably 20 people. And, uh, and this is a big building. I mean, a good sized building. So, uh, so, so we meet with her and, and we give her what we thought would, was a, a, a good deal. So she takes it and then she calls me back and she says, well, she says, well, we think we'll do it. She said, we've made some changes, and if you'll agree to them, that'll be fine. So we, we entered into a lease purchase, and now we had been looking at storefronts, and they wanted like five and $6,000 a month, you know, just for a, just a storefront, just one room. Well, so, so when we got in this building, we got in this building, and all they were, all they were asking us, they changed, the, you know, they changed a couple things, and actually, in the long run, it actually benefited us more than, than what we offered. And so, so when we finally agreed on the price, we only paid $1,500 a month rent, and $1,000 of that came off the purchase price every month when we, when we finally uh, you know, agreed to, to finance the building. So we were basically paying $500 a month rent because 1000 of it was coming off the purchase price. So, so anyway, so we agreed to like a five-year lease or something like that, and at the end of that, we had a balloon payment and all this, you know, so we were believing God for big things. You know, and uh, so at the end of that five years, we were nowhere. We weren't even finished remodeling this place, man. I mean, I mean it, it took us ten years to remodel this building because we did it with cash money. We did it as we raised the money to do it. We didn't borrow any money on it. And um, and so so uh, so so I go meet with her and I, I explain to her. I said, well, we're not ready to purchase it yet. And she said, well, y'all been fine. She said she said let's just go. We'll just keep doing what we're doing, you know. And so me and her agreed to that. And we didn't, we didn't legalize it. We didn't put anything in writing or go to an attorney and get it notarized. So basically, for another, 
probably for another five years or more, we, we were putting money into this building and pumping money into it, remodeling it, and we didn't even have a contract on it. I mean, our, our lease had expired, and we were just going month to month without anything signed officially. You know, I mean, and if they had wanted to, they could have come in and kicked us out, and we couldn't have done nothing about it. I mean, because legally we didn't have anything signed. So I'm sitting in my office one day, and hadn't talked to, hadn't talked to her in probably two years. I mean, we you know we paid our rent and and the, they didn't bother us. We didn't bother them and didn't think nothing else about it. So it'd been years since I talked to her. Sitting in my office one day and, and just the Holy Spirit. I mean, just again one of those loud voices on the inside. He said, "Call Martha today." I mean, it was like you know, whoa, okay. And I thought, you know, okay, well I better call Martha. You know, and that was that was her name. So I pick up the phone, and I thought, well, what am I going to tell her? You know, everything's fine. You know, I ain't got no need to call her. But I said, I guess I better call her, you know, because I'm learning, right? I'm learning to listen. And if the Holy Spirit speaks something to you, I'm learning to, to be quick and obedient. So I pick up the phone, and I call her, and I'm like, I'm like hey, Martha, I said, uh, I said, you know, I said, I'm just checking in, seeing how everything's going. I said, I said, how are you doing? And she said, I can't believe you called me. And I was like, uh-oh, what? And she says, well, she says, have you heard the news? And I said, no. And she says, well, I've got terminal cancer. And she said, and I don't have very long to live. And she said, my son is going to be down here tomorrow. And she said, we're going to the lawyer's office. And she said, I was just going, excuse me, she said, I was just going to explain everything to him and have him contact you. She says, but, she says, but can you meet me at the lawyer's office tomorrow? And you can meet my son. And she said, because I'm turning everything over to him and that way, y- y'all can meet, and you know, she said we can get everything. She said we can get the contract uh, notarized and, and get it redone and all this stuff. And I was like, well, yeah. So we meet. So I go to the lawyer's office the next day, and we we draw up the contract. Now it's been ten years since we've been in this building, and and she she's sitting there, and we had kind of talked about this on the phone, but she said we're just going to keep the lease exactly like it is, and we'll keep doing the thousand dollars off. She said y'all been perfect tenants, and you got the building looking great. And she said, you know, she said, I'm not hurting for money. And, you know, she said, everything will be fine. I said, well, that's great. You know, that's fine. So, so we get there, and she tells the lawyer that. The lawyer looks at her and says, are you sure? She said, you don't want to go up on the rent. She said, they've been in it 10 years. And said, and you want to keep taking that $1,000? And he said, now, do you want to be proactive with that $1,000? You know, because there was a, a time appeared here that they didn't have a contract, and you don't have to, you don't have to, to, to hold to that, you know. She said, he said, because you didn't have a contract with it. And Martha said, absolutely not. She said, I want it done just like we'd had a contract the whole time. And he, he looked at her and he said, are you sure? And she said, yeah. So we signed the paper. He draws it up. We signed the paperwork. A week later, she dies. Now, what would have happened if I didn't listen to the Holy Spirit? We very well might not be here today. Now, her sons have been very, very good to us and worked with us just like she has. <clears throat> but, but I'm just saying, if, if, we didn't, if we didn't hear the Holy... If I, if I didn't obey the Holy Spirit in, in, when He spoke to me in that, we very well could have been kicked out because we didn't have a contract legally. It, listen, it pays to listen to the Holy Spirit. It pays to listen to His voice. If we're going to walk in the supernatural, we've got to hear His voice. It's not spooky. It's not weird. These, a lot of times we think we get impressions, we think we get you know, these, these thoughts that come from nowhere. Well, guess what? If, if they line up, if they line up with, with good things, if they line up with the Word, chances are you're hearing from God. Now, you always check that and you always make sure. 
I mean, you know, you don't want to just go on the first thought you have and, and just say it's God automatically. You know, you've got to make sure that it lines up with the Word, lines up with the vision He's given you, lines up with all of that. I mean, you've got to make, you know, you, you, you make sure that, that that's right. But listen, when you, but here's the thing. You build a history with God. Yeah. And, and the, more, the more of a history you build with God, the better you recognize His voice. And the better you recognize His voice, the quicker you know it's Him. And the quicker you know it's Him, the quicker you can act on it. The quicker you act on it, it makes you look a whole lot smarter. And it, it, makes, it benefits you a whole lot more than you sitting back on something and waiting and waiting and waiting trying to figure out, was well, that me or is that God? Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Thank God for His voice. Thank God that He speaks to us. Man, I, could, I mean, I could tell you story after story like that. How God just spoke and do this, do that, go here, go there. You know, one more. I, I'll finish, but one more. We're, we're, we're in the process of redoing... We're, we, we, we were working on the bathrooms. Now, this is another... I mean, this is just a miracle. We were working on the bathrooms. And, and you know, we built these bathrooms brand new. I mean, they didn't have anything in them. You know, we re, totally redid... Because they didn't have that many bathrooms in this machine shop. <clears throat> so, so, we, so we had bought the... We had bought the toilets and the urinals and the sinks, and we had all that put in. But we had to have the stalls. You know, the stalls that you see in there. Well, I had priced those things, and they were something like... Something like eight and nine thousand dollars to buy all of that brand new, all of the stalls. I mean, it, that's what I said. Wow, you know, I can't believe it's that much. I'm sitting there one day. I'm just sitting in my computer one day, sitting at home. I mean, not even really thinking about the bathrooms. I, I just, I just come in. We had been up here working. I'd been up here, and I sat down at the computer at the house, and and just, just something on the inside of me said, said, go on Craigslist and type in bathroom partitions. And I thought, you know. Like they're going to be on Craigslist, you know. I was like, "What, you know, what?" So I type in, I, I type in bathroom partitions, and there was a. Now check this out. There was a uh, tobacco uh, building, one of the one of the tobacco warehouses or office buildings up in uh, up in Raleigh, North Carolina, that was that was demolishing a building, and the guy had just. I mean, I'm talking about an hour before I before I heard that heard the Holy Spirit say that to me. An hour before that, he had just posted on Facebook that he, they had taken all these partitions down and he had listed everything he had. And guys, I'm, I mean, I'm not lying to you when I say this. When, you know, long story short, we ended up buying them for like 500 bucks. And the only thing I had to buy, by the time we got, we, we got them all and sorted through everything, I had to buy like, I think I had to buy one, one, small, one small wall and a couple rails and it cost me another couple hundred dollars. And everything else they had that they tore out of that building, we took it and painted it. And boy, that's a whole, whole other story about painting those things and about got people killed on that one. But <laughs> the, way, the way we rigged that up, we're skin of that. Kenneth can attest to that. And, uh, but anyway, but, but by the time we finished, we had something like $800 in those bathroom partitions. would have cost us 8000 brand new. But just listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit and just, and just obeying Him. Because like, like I said, who would have thought that that would have been on there like that just with everything we need? I'm, I'm not talking about just parts and pieces. I'm talking about everything, everything that they had. I mean, we, we didn't throw away but like two or three things and we only had to order two or three things. And, and it, was, I mean, it was almost perfect to what we needed. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. 
Thank God that we can hear His voice. I mean, I could go on and tell you story after story, but here's, here's what I want you to hear today. The thing you have to learn is this. You have, to be will, you, have, you have to be willing to listen to Him, and then you have to be quiet enough in your spirit, in your heart, to hear Him. Because if you're full of worry and anxious and, and, and fear and all this stuff, you know, you'll, cast that, you'll, you'll make every excuse in the book like I did that first, that first story I told you about, Stacy. You'll make every excuse in the book, and you'll miss God. Versus when you get quiet and when you start, when you start building that history with God, now listen, it may not start out on $10,000 things. It may start out on a parking spot. Amen. Amen. It may start out on, on uh, I mean, I don't know. You, you know. I mean, it may start out just on favor in, at your workplace or something. Or, you know, or, or just somebody some, being at the right place at the right time and somebody, you hadn't seen somebody in 10 years, you know. Boom, there you are. And you're at the right place at the right time because you heard the Holy Spirit say, go here. You know, so don't don't think because it's not the spectacular that it's not supernatural and that it's not God speaking to you. Amen? And 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 also when those things happen, listen, when those things happen, be quick to acknowledge him. And you know what? Even if it's not him, it never hurts to praise him anyway. You know, something good happens, Lord, thank you for that. I don't know whether that was you or not, but Lord, that sure seemed like you. And, and I just want to say thank you for thank you that I have that experience right there. You see, and you got your bases covered, and, 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 if, and if it wasn't him, then you gave him praise anyway. And you can't you can never praise him enough. Amen. So start out every everything that works out. Every time you have something good happen, every time you you get that you get that inward witness and you act on it, then just give him praise. Now. I, I, I know I'm, we've got to finish, but but listen. Here's the thing: you will miss it sometimes. You'll act on something, and and you'll you'll you know you'll think that you heard from God, and and you might miss it. But you know what? That's okay. You know how many you know how many balls that that a, that a batter hit a home run on that he never swung on? Zero. You got to swing to hit it. And you know what? So you may not bat a thousand every time, but I promise you this, you'll hit a lot more out of the park if you take chances. And you know what? Faith, a lot of times, faith is spelled R-I-S-K. Faith is spelled risk. In other words, you have to be willing to take that step. You have to be willing to say, I may be wrong in this, but you may be right. And if you're right, glory to God. And if you're wrong, shake it off and say, hey, next time I'll, I, know, I know what not to do now. And now I've, I had that experience, so Lord, now next time that happens, I'll know not to do that. And now we can go this way. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, we'll unhook right there. That's good. Well, I pray you were blessed today. Amen. And pray that helped you. And I pray, I pray that as you go, I, I, just really, I just really wanted to take the the weirdness out of hearing God's voice. Because it's not weird. And you're not weird if you hear it. Now, the world will tell you you're weird, but you're not. As a matter of fact, Christians are weird that don't hear Him. They're the weird ones. They are. Because guess what? You're a sheep. He's your shepherd. And Jesus Himself said, My sheep hear My voice.
So if you don't hear God, you're the weird one. Amen. So don't be weird. Amen. Just listen and hear the voice of God. Amen. Hear Him speak to you. And as He speaks to you, you'll see, guys, listen, I promise you, you'll see, you'll see the supernatural open up to you like you've never seen it before. And you'll have stories like the ones, like the ones we shared with you today. And we could give you a whole lot more. And, and, you know, so it pays, it pays to hear from God. Amen? Amen. Well, let's bow our heads just for a moment.